All right, good morning, everyone. Today's Tuesday, March 2nd, I think. Yeah, 2021. And there's not that much in the news to talk about today. It seems as though uh, a lot of the news from yesterday is kind of just rolling over in today's headlines because there's nothing super substantial to talk about. Again, I honestly, I think there is. I think what the media considers to be quote unquote small stories is actually the more important thing. But again, the you know the stories of these um, these women who were kidnapped, being rescued, and all that it doesn't really make the headlines as much as you know. Uh, Trump saying something does you know what I mean so that's why a lot of times it's not really considered groundbreaking or whatever but anyways long story short is that let's just start off with a third accuser that Cuomo has which is interesting um, look at this point when whether it's harassment or abuse you, you got to look into it I mean I, I I feel bad for the people that are actually accused in which the the accusers are lying because it gives real accusers a, a terrible reputation but I think ultimately here, honestly, just going off of my gut, what I've seen from Cuomo is that something, I, I'm not going to lie, something never really sat well with me, and it wasn't anything substantial, but it was to the point where it was like, uh, okay, and then you look at, you know, the past year, and you look at covering up the deaths, and then you look at, for example, the book that he wrote to make money off of that, which is partly why he covered up the deaths which is still not justification, not even close, even though he said, you know, Trump was going to tweet about us and this and that, and then we weren't going to get ventilated and all that kind of stuff. I get it, but it's not, that doesn't justify covering up deaths and then not telling families. I mean, at that point, it's a, you're pretty much, in my eyes, you're pretty much murdering people flat out. I don't know how else you can describe it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some of you see it differently than I do, but, and look, so you have the covering up of the deaths, which, look, let's be honest, I think the covering up of the deaths in the nursing homes should be just as big a story as the accusers that are saying he sexually harassed them. But again, let's be real here, guys. Sex sells more than anything else in general, especially with the media, especially with the mainstream media. So they're going to push more on the Cuomo accusation thing instead of the nursing home death cover-ups. Now, just to be clear, I'm not saying that the sexual accusers, uh, the, the accusers and all that that are accusing him of sexual harassment should be ignored. Not at all. I'm just saying should be an equal playing field but the media is you know obviously sex sells way more so that's what they're going to do the next thing is that i saw on cnn yesterday that prince harry and um and i think megan markle's her name yeah the headline was and i did not I, i'll be totally honest i did not watch the full interview but the headline had said something along along the lines of well um they left the royal family because they didn't want to suffer the same fate that Diana did. I'm sorry, I couldn't help but think about the car crash. I mean, this is not a conspiracy episode, I know that, we, this is the, the, the morning news and stuff, but I couldn't help but think that. Now, when they said Diana's fate, they were talking more about how, you know, the royal family ousted her, and so to speak, but the, it's one and the same. I mean, that car, I'm, in my opinion, come on, that could, there were way too many fishy things about that car crash, that's ridiculous, but anyways... Uh, the next thing is that Biden's White House is refusing to release visitor logs and transcripts. Okay, transcripts is one thing because maybe there's classified information in a conversation, but logs? Like, there better be a damn good reason why you're hiding these logs. And, and, and the problem I have here is not really with this specific example. The problem I have is that when we really push it, when the public really pushes it to see, you know, for information to be disclosed... The government, the CIA, the Pentagon, the White House, whatever, whatever agency, it doesn't matter, FBI, whatever. At the end of the day, if they really don't want to release it, they just say, part of my English, they just say, fuck you, it's classified. And that's what I hate, because if there's really a reason to bring something out into the public in general, not having to do with this particular specific case, I don't like the fact that no one can see crap. 
It's just like, what the hell, you know? Anyways, the next thing is, I can't believe this. I'm going from one day Mr. Potato Head now to Dr. Seuss, but I got to I gotta cover it. So, Dr. Seuss is being canceled because six of his books, allegedly, are insightful and wrong, according to multiple publishers. Now, again, what it means to be canceled, like, this is going too far. Like, here's the thing. I'm so happy we're focused on the real problems of the world. And that's sarcasm because that's, I don't understand. Like, look, I understand if there are certain instances within some content, a book, a show, what have you, that are just blatantly offensive, just blatantly they incite violence or racism or any of that kind of stuff, you know, misogyny, whatever. But when you're looking into the specifics of, oh, Mr. Potato, okay, I know as of today, Hasbro said Mr. Potato Head's not being quote unquote canceled, but that can be interpreted in a bunch of different ways. But when you see... You know, there were certain things that might imply some type of violence. What do we, with all due respect, of my English, what are we living in a fucking bubble here? I mean, I know a lot of people do, but this is the problem with the world in a lot of ways. Because, sorry for my little bit of a rant, but a lot of the parenting now is mainly the problem. And my, I have friends who are guilty of it. I have distant family who's guilty of it. And it's, I hate to see it. Because they're sheltering their kids, and then it's this kind of stuff that only encourages that. The cancellation of, you know, Dr. Seuss and stuff like that. So the parents look and they look and they say, well, if the publishers are canceling these kind of books, we should just keep, you know, keeping our kids in a bubble. We should just keep doing that. I, I don't, I'm sorry. I, personally, I don't agree with that. I know my opinion's gotten too much in the way here. It's just, if you were me, guys, and you're reporting to, you know, your 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 audience and all that and your friends and everything and you got to talk about Dr. Seuss meanwhile like you know there's bomb bombings in Syria and all that kind of and you know Jamal Khashoggi the the murder of that like and you're talking about Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head you know the next I mean yesterday I laughed today is kind of like okay enough oh sorry the next thing is that there's freedom something called freedom bracelets that are being put up out across the world in different countries um it depends where, and you guys would know more specifically than I do, but these are freedom bracelets to be able to track you when you leave your house. Now, here's the thing. There is the app. There's the bracelet. I'm not trying to get conspiratorial, but it's just, it's a little too fishy. If the virus itself doesn't have something where people are saying, you know, it could track you and things like that, what's with these bracelets? This is really, I mean, look, the the opposite end of that argument to, to play devil's advocate is, well, Dave, listen, like you always say in your afternoon episodes, if they want you, they got you already. And I couldn't agree more, but I think they're always going to push for, and when I say they, I'm talking about the world governments that are specializing in surveillance, like England, Israel, United States, China, and Russia, right? And so when we look at that, we have no choice but to, to say, like, it just seems like they want another reason to track us. And yes, you could argue that there are very beneficial reasons, but we can also argue the entire opposite as well, right? Which brings me to my next point, which is that Twitter is purposefully banning users that are spreading COVID misinformation. I have a big problem with this, and I'll tell you why. First off, let's just assume hypothetically for YouTube and for those and, you know, in general, COVID is real. It's such a new virus. It's only been around for a year. The top scientists in the world are contradicting themselves, which is fine because I, we can argue they're learning. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt, guys, okay? Who is Twitter, particularly Jack Dorsey and Vijay Gad, who's the, the CEO of Twitter and his lawyer, who's basically responsible for who gets banned and who doesn't, literally. Like, she handles it personally with her team. As If you check out Tim Pool and Joe Rogan's... Um, and Jack Dorsey and Vijay Gad's t- episode from a couple years ago, Tim Pool, in my humble opinion, does a great job of calling them out in the sense that 
it's one thing. We get it. You're a private company. You can do whatever you want. We understand. But there comes a point where you have so much power when, in theory, this kind of rebuts against the capitalism perspective, arguably, but that's debatable. But not even that. It's just... Who are they to be the moral arbiters? And if the, here's the thing. My problem is this. If many scientists around the world don't know what you know what's really going on, not just with the original strain, but with the new strains and all that, Twitter knows, you know? And fine, Twitter could argue we're listening to the scientists. Yes, but which scientists? Which doctors? Some of them, if you look at some many European doctors, a lot of them say they don't want to take the mRNA vaccine. If you look at Brett Weinstein, and his wife, Heather, I think Heather Hying or Heather Hang, I apologize if I mispronounced her last name. We're going to see here that they don't want to take the mRNA vaccine. They want to take the one, I, I, I'm not a doctor, guys, sorry, or a biologist. They want to take the one that is the more traditional, the one that we've been using for a while because mRNA is untested. Now, if you want to know my honest opinion, I think mRNA has been used in genetic experimentation in the underground military bases, but that's, I'm not trying, we're, we're talking about news on a public end. I'm not trying to get into that that rabbit hole right now, right? But ultimately, I think that when we take a step back and we look at all this, the doctors in the U.S. and in the West are being silenced, the ones that say they don't want to take it. And I'm not trying to create fear here, guys. I'm just trying to present both sides, right? And then you see, for example, Mark Zuckerberg's, you know, with that leaked video from Project Veritas questioning the efficacy amongst close executives in a private call, right, at Facebook. And then they're flagging people with misinformation and things like this. Who are they to say it's misinformation? And even if it is, I personally take the stance of it is part of freedom of speech, right? You are limiting someone's freedom to speech. In theory, and I've said this before, even hate crimes are, or like verbal hate crimes and hate speech are covered in freedom of speech in the United States Constitution. I personally, respectfully, I wouldn't go that far. I, but here's the thing. I don't think you should scrap misinformation. I understand the opposite argument. It's like, you know, Dave, this gives an advantage for other countries and adversaries overseas to take advantage of this. I understand that. But if we want to play that game twofold, we could go both ways and say that gives the advantage for the United States to infiltrate, you know, Russian social media, Iranian social media if they really wanted to. Right. And so I think ultimately here what we're seeing is that the United States Constitution, which I think is a fantastic piece, uh, you know, p article or piece of document that expresses freedom of speech all over the West. Uh, what we're going to see there is that there's more and more limitations whether or not the limitations are for good or for bad is not for me to say, but you guys see what I'm getting at here, I think, or I hope at least. Um, and look, if I'm wrong or if I'm missing something, I'm totally open to having my mind changed by any of you guys or anyone that listens or watches this. The next thing is that kidna the kidnapped Nigerian schoolgirls were released. Again, this is what I'm talking about. Fantastic news. Where are you going to find it? BBC Al Jazeera. You're not going to, maybe Sky News. You're not going to find it, CNN or whatever. Why? Because it doesn't sell. It's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? Why does the news always have to be negative? Why can't we see that these Nigerian girls were released and it was great? CNN, I bet you any money's going to mention it like once today, if that. Anyways, the next thing is that France reversed its stance on the AstraZeneca vaccine. Look, again, this is what I'm saying. Stances, going back to the point before, stances are being reversed by governments, doctors, scientists, different groups, nurses are coming together. And for example, I believe it was Norway, if I'm not mistaken, saying they don't want to take the vaccine, specifically the mRNA one. Again, so why is Twitter all of a sudden they're dictating what misinformation is? I, I don't agree with that personally. Um, the next thing, because again, just like, for example, this channel, I want to say very quickly, there's some things we've said that turn out to be false. Some, and there's a lot of things we've said that turned out to be true later on. And we see that. 
right? And that's the whole point here. So how can you know unless you present this to people? But if, you, if you're not even allowed to present this to people, how does it make people think? Because in order to think, you then formulate your thoughts. To formulate your thoughts, you then speak freely. Again, let's just be consistent. It's not about Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. It's not about any of that. Just be consistent, right? The next thing is that Austria and uh, Denmark have left the EU in terms of wanting to do mass vaccine production and have partnered with Israel instead. Um, I, sorry, I think, yeah, I said Austria, not Australia. Austria and Denmark. I mean, good for them. I mean, honestly, at this point, it, 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 it's, it, it's a business, right? Jen, Pisak, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, also said yesterday that they're not going to be giving any of the leftover vaccine doses to uh, Canada or Mexico or any of their partners or things like this. Which I understand, I understand, but, you know, again, this is all assuming that everything is clear-cut with COVID, right? So, the next thing is that the U.S. is expected to sanction Russia on the, excuse me, on the Navalny poisoning. The problem I have here, again, he doesn't care, Putin doesn't care. I, I just want to see how hard these sanctions are going to, you know, metaphorically bite. I say that with air quotes because he doesn't care. Every move he makes is strategic. What Now, yes, he's not perfect. I'm sure he's made accidental mistakes strategically. But the point here is not even about that. The point here is this. It's very simple. He makes his moves multiple steps ahead, just like other world leaders do. But because, you know, the world generally with NATO and stuff is against Russia and it's argued that, you know, NATO needs an external enemy in order to exist, uh, at, you know, after the post-war treaty uh, agreements and all that. When we look at that, he's made, he, I don't understand what sanctions you can impose for the Navalny poisoning. Like, look, the other European uh, leaders, the Angela Merkel and all that, they, they demanded that Putin release uh, Navalny right away from the prison sentence he just gave him. And guess what? Guess what Putin did? He did nothing. You want to know why? Because he doesn't care. He has his partners. He knows what he has to do for his country. And that's it. And look, in, in a lot of ways, I don't blame him. I'm not, I'm not trying to support the guy. But let's be totally real here. If we want to be consistent and not just be pro-Western, if we want to be, I don't know, pro-world, if you want to call it, in a lot of different ways, that's one way to look at it, right? But again, I could be, again, I, I might be saying some, very controversial things here, but I doubt I am. I think you guys understand where I'm coming from. The next thing is, or the final thing is that former President Sarkozy was sentenced to one year in prison and a two-year suspended sentence over corruption and influence peddling. Look, the whole thing that people say about, oh, look, you know, it's great. You know, people in power are being held accountable. Eh, kind of. And I'll tell you why I say kind of. Because, again, once something gets too public, they have to do something. Government officials, you know, agencies that ignored things, they have to do something because of the optics. At that point, it just comes down to how it looks. It's as simple as that. But even then, if, if, it, if this gentleman wasn't who he was, you know, president of France, if I'm not mistaken, he would have gotten a much bigger sentence. They, these guys get slaps on the wrist relative to what someone like you or I would get. You know, and and that's that's just the truth. It's just the truth. So, anyways, uh, that's it for today. I don't know if I missed any stories. I don't think I did. Um, but yeah, we will uh, we will catch you guys later today or tomorrow. Cheers.